So let's see everybody warm up, get to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. There we go. Hello, hello. <laughs> Talking to the silver thing. <laughs> this is James, and this is why. Boom. Then we can go. Yeah. Good. That's what I was. I know you got it. I, just, I think so, yeah. Are we recording, Are we recording right now? Thanks for tuning in to Seeker. Season 1 is the Book of James. We decided to kick off this podcast with the book of James because no matter what your background or what your experience is with uh, Christianity or the Bible, um, this is a very accessible way to understand what it means to be a Christian. I don't know. We're revved up. But we're revved up. We could just wade in and... We could just launch. Yeah. Let's see where we go. Do you want to do it full blown? All out? I'm, faith and I'm works, ready. Soul? I'm ready to get into the whole... Salvation by grace, justify. You know, I'm. Let's do it. We should argue it out. Um, I mean, I, 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 we're all in the same position. I told you that I was in a yeah. weird place when it comes to chapter two. And yeah. this all, is the weird. Yeah, place. And you said something to me at the house that we should, we should, yeah, flush it out. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that. So, there's been a lot of, a lot of talk that you know. Well, I've been raised thinking that there's this big epic divide, shall we say, between two camps of people, those that say you're saved by faith alone, and those that say you're saved by faith and works. And, you know, I've done a, a fair bit of studying on it. I actually was trying to study for a class just to prove what the faith-only camp of people, what their perspective was, so I could, we could understand it better. And, you know, through the, through the studying, I mean, in a lot of ways, it ended up seeming like it's funny to say, I felt like we were saying the same things sometimes, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the people that claim that you're saved by faith alone and that your works don't really matter or don't count against you, um, you know, they say that if you do have faith, then inevitably works are going to flow out of that because your faith, you know, you, you can't have faith without works flowing out of it as a natural byproduct, Right. And, and so at the end of the day, you're left with this, the same, the same story either way. You have to have faith in works no matter how it comes about. Both of them are going to happen if you have a healthy relationship. I mean, of course, I've been raised to think that, you know, faith and works are two kind of separate deals that, you know, you have to have both in order to have the magic equation for salvation. But, you know, a lot of times it seems like there's this kind of argument that goes around about which one's right, but they both lead to the same place as far as I can tell. I don't know. Daniel cringed at me, so. No, I cringed because I didn't want my rustling paper to be heard on the microphone. Oh, I thought he just said something really controversial, so I wasn't sure. No, he just got out the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's serious now. <laughs> Man, those things are dusty. <laughs> I know, right? just pulled them out of the little clay pot. Well, okay, the way that I understand it, and this is a very imperfect historical account that I'm going by, but that, that whole sort of salvation by grace alone argument arises... By faith alone? By faith alone. Um, but it's from the verse. I, I get where you're going. Right, but it arises from the context of the Protestant Reformation, right? Martin Luther and the 95 Theses mm -hmm. and 
Yeah, very yeah. Calvinistic, right? Very Calvinistic. Yes. It's, it, it comes from the excesses of the Catholic Church, the historical sort of sale of indulgences and, and simony and all that stuff that went into the historic Catholic Church. So the response to that was, these are all works that men have created. These are all things that are not biblical. They're, they're devices of men. You don't need any of those things. Grace is what saves people. The mm-hmm. grace of God saves us by faith. It's Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. There you go. By grace you are saved, not of yourselves, lest any man boast. Um, it's not of works. And I agree with that 100%. We are saved by grace. We're saved through the gracious mercy of God. The question is, where does baptism fit into all this? Where does, you know, are there acts of faith? And can you call them that? Well, I think you can. I think that there's certainly a place for that. That's what James is telling us in chapter 2. When he says, you say you have faith, I say, I'll show you my faith. You know, how do we do that? How do we demonstrate to those in the world and those around us that we have faith in something else, that we have a belief in a different order, a different instruction, a different way? Show me your faith without your works, James says, and I will show you my faith by my works. The way that I think about this is that faith is what we show Jesus as our Savior. We have faith in Jesus as our Savior. Faithfulness, when we do things according to that faith, when we practice that faith that we have in Jesus as our Savior, faithfulness is the service that we owe to Christ as Lord. Two different aspects of the same person, two different aspects of the same divine nature. Faith is what saves us when we accept Jesus as our Savior and we're baptized into His death. That's the means by which we go about that. That's the mechanism that we attain that salvation. Faithfulness, the works of faith, are the service that we owe Jesus, or that we owe Christ, as Lord of the universe. And when He says in Luke chapter 17, we're unprofitable servants, we've only done what we've been told to do. We have instructions. We have commands to follow. We have to be doers of the word, right? We do that in faith. We do that as a demonstration of our faith. That's how we, we show everyone around us and we show God that our faith is alive, that it's vibrant, that it's functional. Well, you're, you tied it into baptism, which is an important element of works, um, you know, for our salvation. And some people are going to you know make an argument that you can't your work your your work quote unquote air quotes again <laughs> of of you know getting yourself wet jumping in you know and getting baptized that's not something that you don't earn that you know you don't have the ability to to you know it's, it's your faith that's saving you it's not you're getting yourself dunked right but the work of that happens in being baptized isn't any work that we do at all. It's God's work. He's made the promise to us that all you have to do is keep my commands. Right? You know, so the the actual work that's happening isn't even our work. We're not taking credit for it. We're just simply doing what He's asked us to do in Scripture, and that's because we're obedient. 
And, you know, so this whole idea of work, um, we just have to just be careful that we don't give ourselves too much credit in who's actually doing the work sometimes. <laughs> no, that, <clears throat> I think, yeah, that that's a good way to, that's, that's a really good way to explain it. Um, if there's a camp that says that I will do nothing, which to your point was kind of the, the complete swing away from the Catholic church. Like I will do nothing. It's the power of God that will save me. Therefore I'm saved by grace and not by works. Lest any should boast. Well, I think it's that piece that, that ties into what you're saying. Lest any should boast. There is nothing for me to boast about in the fact that, you know, even Peter says that baptism is, is an answer of a good conscience towards God. Like, it is what tells God, it is my faithful action that tells God, yes, I do want eternal life. Like, and why, if anything, it's it's a... It's a bit of humility because it says, I will do what you have asked me to do to respond to you in faith. Like if, if you had asked me to eat donuts, I'm going to eat donuts. It is what you asked for as a response. Therefore, I will do it. It may not make sense to me. I may not understand why I'm do, why I, I may not want to do this. However, it's the response. You, And again, it's the action because I have faith that I'm going to do it. It's like, you know, raising up a dagger and after binding up my child and going to kill him. Why? Because the Lord said, do it, right? That That's biblical for the listeners. <laughs> Old Testament reference there, <laughs> yes, not Julian's actual tendencies. <laughs> only done that twice. Both times there was a ram in the thicket. Um, and of course, so that's the baptism piece. But there was a ram in the thicket. He was over there. It, just, it took nothing to get him out. It's three or four seconds. He was tied up. It's really awkward, the setup. <laughs> twisty ties on his hoofs. Anyways. You've got to move on. <laughs> you did this. You shouldn't have laughed. I, really, I thought I was really saying something powerful. But but then I, I, I like your bit about faithfulness. But the, the piece about boasting is, is where I think people then get hung up. No matter what you do, it's some sort of... What you do in obedience is still work. If someone says... I don't have to... I don't have to be baptized. I don't have to do that. That's a work... I just need to believe. Believing's a work. Like it, it's it's something that you did. You did something. Like, mm-hmm. You're going to have to do something, even yeah. to have this mental ascent. You just did something, and even though it is difficult sometimes, I think people just want to assume that we do nothing because if we did something, then we're saying that we did s- that that it is us who's doing it. We can't boast about that because, like you said, we didn't create that. Like we didn't create this realm. We didn't create the avenue. We didn't create the way. Mm-hmm. God did that. Right. Well, you know, with the greatest command, if you love me, uh, well, love God with all your heart, right? But then also, you know, where Jesus says, when we referred to this earlier, if you love me, you'll keep my commands, mm-hmm. right? Those two are utterly connected. You are my friends if you do what I tell you, is what Jesus says. Right. So, I mean, there's an action call. You cannot get away from it. There is there's something that we need to be doing in order to be obedient and to be able to follow the commands that Jesus has given us in our in our lives. Yeah. I and mean, there's absolutely no getting around it. It's interesting because I think verse number 16 he gives this super easy to follow illustration that just backs this up. Um he says and one of you says to them, nope, let, let me back up. Verse number 15. If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and be filled. I have faith. There it is. 
mm-hmm. and I have faith. And and if we stopped right there, if we said to someone, like, somebody comes up and they knock on the door, like, oh, man, I'm hungry, they have kids, you know, and everybody's visibly formed, you're like, man, pat them on the back, y'all have a great night. Check, there's my faith, right? Mm-hmm. Don't judge me, right? Don't don't try to question my faith. Right. But, you know, in, in what I quoted a minute ago from Jesus, where he says, judge not that you be not judged, um, he also then also tells us there's a form of righteous judgment in which one is judging not based on appearance, but based on fruits. This is, there's no fruit in, in, in what I just said. However, if we keep, keep reading, um, if you say, go in peace and be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, it's dead. Uh, well, go, just yes, 100% yes, absolutely. And going back to Ephesians, where I was earlier in verses 8 and 9, not of works, we're not saved by works, we're absolutely not saved by works. Salvation comes from the grace of God and that only. But in verse 10, Paul says, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Salvation comes by grace. Once we have that salvation, we should be so thankful and we should be so relieved and so encouraged and so strengthened by that, that we're ready to take on those good works that we were created for, to do the will of God to be a doer of the word, to go out and to live the life that God would have us to live. That's what he made us for. That's how we climb up that mountain. That's how we get to be better people, is we do what he told us to do. And so when James says that faith without works is a dead faith, that's such an important exhortation. To all those, it's such a hugely important call and a warning that you can say you have all kinds of faith. Well, prove it, he says. Show me by your works what your faith really is in. And that's, you know, that doesn't just apply to God. You know, show me, it's, it's how you live your life. It's the things that you do. Are you, you know getting up at 5 o'clock every morning to get into the office by 6 o'clock and working 12, 14-hour days? Are you going in on the weekends? Are you ignoring your wife and your kids and your other responsibilities? Well, that's where your faith is because that's what you're working on. Mm -hmm. Are you so focused on school and signing up for the right classes and studying all the time and being in the library and, and worrying about exams and all that stuff? That's where your focus is. That's what your works are. So that's what your faith is in. So that's what's going to demonstrate what you've put your trust and your confidence in. The things that you do, the way that you live your life. That's what James is saying here. Show me your faith by your works. That's how I'm going to see what you've put your faith in. And that's how you can see what, what mm-hmm. you know, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Right. Yeah, I think the, these are these are the fruits of every individual. It's it's very hard to pass on this. It's <laughs> I, I think it's again it's a it's an easier defense mechanism to say 
don't judge me. You don't you don't know who I am. You definitely do not know the hearts of men. We do not. Right. Um, however, to your point, we can visibly see what matters because it's it's where the bulk of your time is. It's who you are. It's 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 going to be very hard to convince someone um, uh, that you're not an axe murderer if you spend all your time axing people. Right? It is just <laughs> what it is, right? It's a good example. What are you doing this weekend, Julia? Kill some more people, but I'm not an axe murderer. Don't judge me, okay? Right, but but on the other end, you know that that is that is very much uh, kind of the, the the negative spin on this. The the very positive piece. Is I think he's he's echoing to us warning and and opportunity here about how we should treat people, about how we should how we how we should be very active and very diligent um, to be faithful. As you talked about that a minute ago, like this is we are first fruits. There's a tagline, and because we've been given this opportunity and we've been shown grace and we've been shown mercy and we, because he's, he's echoed all these points from the Beatitudes because we've been given all this, like what, what other conduct should there be? Like we should be happy and excited to, to behave in this way. Um, and that goes right into what Daniel was saying earlier about grace. You know, I'm glad that you brought that up into this conversation because grace is at the core of everything. And, you know, being saved by faith and works flows out of that concept of grace. And that ties right into what you just said, Julian, is that, you know, who are we, you know, that, you know, God didn't have to extend grace to us at all. I mean, this is a total just privilege and honor that we're important enough that we're his first fruits to even have that opportunity to land in our laps you know, to have, yeah. had to have grace. I mean, it's just so powerful to think about the fact that not only is, was God willing to say, you know, you're going to screw up and I'm still going to let you be with me in heaven for eternity. I'm going to extend my grace to you in spite of all the bad things that you're going to do and all the times you're going to fall short. He didn't just do that. He said, no, I'm actually going to make a plan for you from the start and I'm going to have the ark or the curve of history follow a certain trajectory that's eventually going to bring my son onto this earth. And I love you so much that I'm not only am I willing to extend my grace to you, but I'm willing to have Jesus walk on this earth as my son to be able to teach you, to show you the right way to do things. And then I'm going to let you guys kill him. And I'm going to let him hang on a cross. And I'm not going to do anything except let history you know, let the let let what I pre-planned play out, so that my grace to you can be sufficient, and then you can find the you know a home with me in heaven. You know, that's just a loving God. <laughs> Absolutely. When I th- when I think about it, just like you just said it, it 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 makes you read this and pulls you away from the very like legalistic point of view. I gotta do these things because I'm checking a box, or if I don't do these things, right? You just pull. You can't. You pull back from that, and you go, "Oh man, because of the grace that's been offered to me, now, now I'm willing to step out and do amazing things, 
just like I've been asked to be a doer of the word, not a hearer only, I think that that's it's the grace that's been offered to Peter that makes Peter get out of the boat, right? It's the grace that's been offered to Abraham that that is going to make him just go and get ready to sacrifice his son. Because I, when you step back and you say it's the grace that's been offered to me. I didn't deserve it. I still don't. I never will. I can't come equal with it. I can't pay it back. I'm willing to step out there and do all these things that seem impossible, seem super hard, but I'm going to do that because I have faith and I trust Him. Um, yeah, I think I think it's that that very thing that just blows you away and puts you in a place where you're willing to step out there and do all these things and be this way. Absolutely, the works. That we have that James is you know is is asking us to do here will inevitably flow out of that you know if someone showers you with that much love, I mean how are you not going to reciprocate it right I mean absolutely yeah if you can't reciprocate that kind of love back with your own actions then then you don't love them you don't love them back yeah just. I know we skipped a lot of verses, but it just makes me, you know, it's it's about really believing God. In verse number 23, it says in Scripture was fulfilled, it says Abraham believed God. Like, it's not just reading it. It's not just saying I was faith, but it's, it's really reading these words and believing what God said. Promises, true, sure, absolutely. Believing that Jesus' promises are true and sure, absolutely. Believing what he said uh, in the Beatitudes, yes. And if we do, if we really believe it, we're going to move forward with it. But it's about do we believe it and do we really have have faith? Thanks for listening to Seeker. Find us at SeekerPodcast.com. Visit our website for more information about the project. Also check out our blog and other information there as well. Have a good one.